This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Signals from the Frontline. You're slightly late every Wednesday video cast on Twitch. What's up, everybody? Thanks for hanging in there and waiting for the show to begin. And of course, you can always catch us on YouTube or listen to us on iTunes. Thank you to everybody who's been with us for 568 episodes. Wasn't it 568 last time? 568 maybe episodes. We're on, we're on 69? Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. We're not on 69 yet. <laughs> so today we have a special guest uh, back from the dead, recovered from his bout with the HIV virus, mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury. Yeah, nice to be here. Thanks. That stash is creeping me out. Stash is really bad. I'm going to keep it through November, though. You have to. Does the, yeah. does the stash have its own area code? Oh, yeah, it's uh, not allowed or... Or there's no Chuck E. Cheese's allowed in that area. I have noticed that I've gotten a lot more attention from certain people. (laughs) From older men? (laughs) At the gym, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to grow my stash out for Movember as well. And I'm going to see if I can out-creep Jason. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Um, Love the dude, you gotta room. get rid of you gotta get rid of the flavor saver because that makes you look like a musketeer. It's true. True. Go straight caterpillar. Yeah. I was gonna grow it to the point where I can wax it, but I don't even know. Like, don't oh, turn it into a don't do that. Don't turn into a don't hipster. Do that. Okay, so then I'll just do the opposite. I'll just trim it like really short. You should do a reverse Hitler and <laughs> shave this part. What if I just bring back? What if I just bring back the Hitler? No. <laughs> it's been like 100 years. That's also false. That was a good look. He ruined it for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Chaplin and Hitler were the only people that... It was a popular mustache style at the time, from what I hear. Okay. That's like you can never be named... Right. You can't name anybody Adolf anymore either no. if they're German. Maybe. Oh, gosh. No, there's still some Adolf. I'm sure there's some people named Adolf. Some are. Or, okay, if your last name was Hitler, that, that's... Been they actually, I think most people changed their yeah. name. Like, after they were like, okay, we can't... Yeah, you're like, no, no, can't thank you. Can't have this family name anymore. <laughs> Thanks, or, dude, you ruined yeah. it. Well, or you just embrace it. That would be a bad choice. Yeah. Depending Go all the bring way. Bring it back. <laughs> bring it back to us. That would be a bad choice. Yeah. That was like the last time I was in, uh, I was in Eastern Europe, and there was a bunch of, like, neo-Nazis, and I was like, in Poland, this is very strange. Like... They just never left. They invaded and like killed a bunch of your countrymen. Strange mm-hmm. thing. People are strange, but you know what? Hey, segue into Stranger Things too. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Make sure to check it out. Yeah, I binged on that. Like, I, I watched through. it all. Can't, in, like, can't hold myself back. Yeah, yeah, I did. I fell asleep the first one, but I finished the second one the next day. It was, God, it's good. It's just as good as the first uh, season. Really, really enjoyed it. So at any rate, guys, on to the actual show. Uh, the FLG League is about to kick off this Saturday, November the 4th. Please come by Frontline Gaming if you want to participate. We're located in Point Loma. For those of you who are not local, um, it is intended for people in the San Diego area. Although, if you are willing to drive uh, six times down to the San Diego area and it's not an unreasonable distance, you're welcome to participate. But please only commit if you think you can play all six games. So uh, the way it's going to work is we are going to kick it off this Saturday. You can either buy your ticket in the web cart. 
Uh, you just jump in the web cart, type in FLG League Ticket, or you can just show up and pay. It's only 10 bucks. All of the money goes towards prize sport. We're gonna get trophies, and then whatever money is left over, because we don't know how many people are going to participate, uh, we're gonna buy product or just give people store credit and they can get whatever the heck they want. We don't care. Um, we'll ask everybody when they're here what they would like to do, because it's real easy going, simple, simple deal. And yes, the league counts for ITC points. And yes, if you want your league in your local area to count for ITC points, you can. You always have been able to. Um, as we've been talking about it more, we're getting tons of emails. So obviously there were people who did not know that you could do that. Um, it's amazing how many people do not read the rules of the ITC. Shouldn't surprise me, though, because it's just like a player pack. I don't know why I bother. Nope. It's a waste of time. But yeah, you can have your league count for ITC points. The thing is we do not count the round multiplier. Because most leagues go much longer than a tournament would, right? So if you have like a 15-week league, mm -hmm. you're like, wow, our tournament generated 250 points. It's, <laughs> it's more than Adepticon. We're like, yeah. So we don't count the round multiplier, which means it can only ever be an RTT, and it's not going to generate as many points, but you still get points. And for people who don't, aren't like crazy into the ITC, and maybe they only go to like uh, three events in a year, is another event that you can get to bump your score. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, it's just a good time. Leagues are a blast. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone's excited to play. Uh, Frankie and I will be playing. The Salty Banana is even playing. Yeah. No no paint score. So Yeah, you don't have to have paint that's why. stuff. Yeah, Assembled we, is good enough. I mean, we'd prefer it, but... Hey, I heard hey, that was not You're, you're here to test. No, test that, you yes. don't have to. This is going to be practice, basically, right? It's going to be really laid back and fun. Although, we're only giving away two prize categories. One of them is for generalship, for winning your games. The other one's for appearance. So basically, every time you play your opponent, you just vote on, you give them a score. Like, oh, okay, I thought their, their army was really well painted. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the season, we'll tally it up. And then we'll look at whoever whoever's army got the most votes. And then we'll have a judge tiebreaker if, if it's necessary. And the person that wins that, we're going to do a full professional photo shoot of their army. And we're going to put it up on FLG. If you have any, like, backstory for your army, if you're a super nerd like me, I write stories about my armies and stuff. Not many people are that nerdy. Erotic fiction. It's erotic fan fiction starring myself. And a Tyranid woman. A Tyranid. Teresa's face photoshopped on a lot of pictures of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, well, they're Catachans. I'm just True. getting in character, bro. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And then it's me and the Emperor, but not the cool Emperor. It's him as the corpse. It gets a little weird. Just roll with it, though. Not into it. You know what I mean? It's 2017. We do some weird stuff now. Just imagine in the 41st million, you know? I don't know where you're going with this. Yeah, me neither. That's okay. But uh, we're going to have a, like, basically do like a full professional shoot. And then your army, if you win, will be featured on Frontline Gaming. And you can write up some stuff about it if you want to talk about any of the cool conversions or, you know, whatever the case may be. Which will be really fun because then you'll get basically the whole hobby community. We'll get to see your army. And then whoever smashes the most face will win the best of the league champion. And uh, that is pretty self-explanatory. League Champo. Yeah, I think, and then we're going to uh, have like a playoffs, right, with the, um, or a championship game with the Orange County. Yeah, we're, we're going to pull that together too because the Orange County guys started a simultaneous league. Mm -hmm. They started today, actually. So uh, I'm sure you can still join if you're just hearing about this for the first time uh, and you want to reach out to the Orange County guys. Uh, you can either go through me or you can go to the blog post about the FLG League and hit up Nick. Uh, Nick is the one organizing it and uh, Nick Card. For those oh, cool. of you in Orange County, yeah, he's a great guy. Um, you, I'm sure you could still join yeah. uh, if, if you j didn't know about it. 
And the idea is that we're going to take the Orange County League champion versus the San Diego League champion, and we're going to have them uh, do battle. So it's going to be fun. Sock and boppers. And as many of the games as we can, like at the end when it's getting like towards the nitty gritty, we'll try and stream. Mm -hmm. um, we'll definitely, if at all possible, stream the San Diego championship game. That'll be a lot of fun. And also, we're going to try and pair people up with uh, people that are, are geographically located close to them. Because we had a couple guys at Camp Pendleton that want to play, and they are, like, concerned about driving down to, like, Chula Vista mm -hmm. uh, to get a game in. And I was like, you know, we're gonna, there, there's North County guys. We're going to try and get, like, Cooper's crew and all them mm -hmm. to play each other, play guys that are physically located close to them to make it right. easy. Mm -hmm. uh, you could play here at FLG. You could play at your local game store. You can play in your garage. We don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's six games. We have nine weeks. So we'll have two weeks for makeup games, and then we'll have a championship game towards the new year. Yep. And the vast majority of you listening and watching this have no idea what we're talking about. And that's okay. Uh, yeah. So, like, that. what's a Chula Vista where I can't penalty them? Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> it's a local place around here. Yeah. Camp, camp Pendleton yeah. is the Marine base. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Chula Vista is a town very, very close to Mexico that's just south of us. Yes. But uh, it should be a lot of fun. And if any of you have like a lot of players in your local area, or maybe not even a lot of players, uh, just keep an eye on this. And then you guys can reenact a league in your area. Uh, leagues are always a lot of fun. It's one of the first things that I did when I started playing 40K. Uh, you meet a lot of really cool people. You basically get like a club hangout and you get to see everybody every week. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. So. Come by on Saturday. Now, the other part of this, too, that's going to be really cool and exciting and fun is that we're going to do our first ever secondhand shop swap. Basically, uh, Pablo's going to have all of the secondhand shop inventory out on display, and there's going to be some killer prices. So we did this at the SoCal Open, and people loved it. We had people came just for that. Like, father and son team and a couple other people came just to buy and sell used models, which is really cool. And uh, there's some smoking hot deals. Like we had a guy buy an entire army for 200 bucks. So obviously pretty cool. So if you'd like to come by, we're doing that on Saturday as well. Swing by if you've got stuff that you might want to drop off to get a quote. Uh, Pablo will do everything he can to quote you on, on site. May not be possible. So you might have to just drop your stuff off and you'll get a quote later just to let everybody know because it's probably going to be pretty busy. And um, if you want to just come and browse and pick up some stuff at a really good price, you can definitely do that as well. So swing by, and you can do that if you're participating in the league or not. doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 So that's going to be a lot of fun. We hope, look forward to seeing everybody this weekend. And, uh, yeah, we should be doing more of these secondhand shop swaps too, so long as this one uh, goes well, which I, I think it will. People get really excited about saving money on, on minis. So the new Tyranid Codex is inbound. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very exciting, crazy how quickly these are coming out. We just, like... The Eldar Codex is brand new. Most people are just reading it for the first time, and we've already got another one on right. the way. So uh, GW's been doing as they do. They've been releasing some previews. Uh, Jason, why don't you lead us off since you did the uh, first part. Sorry, guys. Yeah. If you hear that noise in the background, we have some machinery that decided to kick on. It's a ghost. Right cleaning yeah. itself. Right it's now. Cleaning. It's self-aware. Yeah, so I read this uh, in depth. Which means you didn't read it all. You I did. Uh, so a little bit. Skimmed it. Yeah, it kind of, well, the, this is from the Warhammer community page. You um, had one job, Stash. I read it. What were you out doing? Solving crimes with Tom Selleck? <laughs> it was just come mustache. <laughs> Although you should uh, put up your, your Halloween costume. Oh. He was the officer. That's uh, where the stash came from. From uh, Reno 911. Yeah. The short shorts. I didn't just randomly 
do the mustache. But then it's also November, so it's that Movember no mustache thing for prostate cancer for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it works. Anyways, you gotta ditch the flavor saver. Just, oh, just go stash. Mm. Anyways, uh, so I did look at it, Reese, a little bit. Um, so this is from the Warhammer community site. It went over the old rules that uh, Tyrannus used to have and talked about the changes that you'll see uh, with those. So it talked about synapse, shadows of the warp, instinctual, instinctive behavior, things that we all know and love from the Tyrannic Codex in the past. And it kind of went into detail on, on what's changed uh, on those in the new edition. So really quickly, if you haven't seen it, uh, synapse. Uh, now it's you automatically pass morale checks if you're within... Uh, 12 inches of a friendly uh, unit with the synapse rule. It's in the same high fleet. Right. Correct. Yeah. So again, very important that you paint the things um, in the colors for the specific high fleet because that can get very confusing soon. If you're like, oh, well, you know, these guys are this high fleet, this one's this one. They pass automatic morale tests. These guys don't pass automatic morale tests. They're all painted the same. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna interject really quickly, like. Yeah. We, we, we've been saying this since the beginning of 8th edition, but the Tyranid Codex, more than any other codex that's come out, wants to mix high fleets. Like, this will become more evident as you guys get more information. Mm-hmm. Right. And we'll have a full review of the codex up on uh, when it goes up for pre-order. Uh, but just take our word for it. High, Tyranid armies are going to be mixed, like, chapter tactics more so than probably any other army. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Tyranid players are absolutely not prepared for this. So think about how you're going to distinguish between your high fleets if you decide to have a mixed high fleet. Yeah. Fleet. And like we've been saying, it's actually really simple. You can just paint the base or around the base. Just the, the rim bases, of the base the with, the, with the color that's yeah. like associated with the high fleet. Yeah. yeah. Like a, my, my buddy had so a Gene Sealer army that he, he did like, like a certain pattern of like dots and dashes. And it artistically looked actually really cool. Mm-hmm. And you could do that. If you don't like, like these have red rim base and these have blue rim base, which can be pretty jarring. Mm-hmm. If you don't like that, there's other creative things you can do. You can paint their eyes a different color, whatever, but just make it so it's easy to identify. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it also went into Shadows of the Warp. Um, this is pretty great. It's 18 inches from any, um, uh, was it, um, enemy psychers right. subtract one from their psychic tests. Correct. Within 18 inches of anyone with the Shadows of the Warp ability, which is really great. Tyranids bone psychers. Yeah. This is just the tip of the iceberg of what they can do to you. It's right. really powerful. Yeah, and it doesn't stack, it looks like, because it does specify that it's any... Uh, yeah. It's a subtract one from any uh, Shadow of the Warp character or whoever has that ability, so unfortunately no stacking. Um, instinctive behavior uh, is changed. Um, now it's a 24-inch range, um, and if you are not near uh, somebody with the synapse rule, uh, within 24 inches of those... Uh, it actually just gives you negative modifiers towards uh, your shooting and also your charging. And your hits. Combat. What's important to note yeah, here... Yeah, sorry, you're, you're negative one to hit and the negative two uh, when you charge. Yeah. And what's important to note, too, is if you notice, there, there's a layer. There's the fearless bubble. There's still within synapse, and then there's outside of synapse. Mm-hmm. And there's a gap where you're still getting synapse. You don't, you're not subject to instinctive behavior, but you're not getting fearless. So this is a pretty big change. They've really increased the range mm-hmm. of these auras. Tyranid players like, should not be losing um, synapse or, or be subject to extinctive behavior unless you're doing things like what like Frankie did where you had uh, Ripper's Deep Strike which is way in a corner. Mm-hmm. And yes, now they are subject to these. Yep. Right. And again, those modifiers only um, apply if you're not charging or shooting at the nearest unit. Yeah. Yep. It's yep. not that punishing. No. No. But the thing is, with your little bugs, you have crappy leadership. 
that is punishing. You're going to lose that guys if they're not in range of, of a fearless bubble. So, right. Uh, thanks. I'm Good done. Job. See you thanks. later. Good job. Right. <laughs> uh, and then Frankie, you read up on the uh, high fleet adaptations, which are the chapter tactics, yep. so to speak. Uh, why don't you zip us through those, buddy? Yeah, so uh, Gorgon uh, gives you reroll wound rolls of one in the fight phase. That's amazing. It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, Hydra gives you rerolls to hit if you outnumber your opponent. Um, basically, so if you have a unit of 20 gene stars versus like... 10 uh, space marines. Yeah, 10 space marines. You outnumber them, you get rerolls to hit. Uh, Jormungandr. Your that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to be a difficult Jormungandr. Yeah. It's Jormungandr. Norman I've never Gunder. heard of any of this. It's they're all they're Norman. Norman Gunder. No, but like these high fleets, I've actually never. Oh, heard yeah, of I've never heard of this one. Yeah, uh, no, they're, they're all monster. They're all like apocalyptic, like giant, crazy monsters. Okay. Behemoth, Kraken, Norman Gunder. I've never heard that before. You guys read a book? No. It's you difficult. can't make me. You knuckle uh, draggers. <laughs> so they uh, they get always benefit from having cover, even when not in cover, as long as they uh, don't charge or advance, um, and they don't fly. So, yeah, pretty good. They always have plus one to the armor. It's not as good for Nids, unless you're playing like a Nidzilla list. Uh, I mean, it's like the I mean, little bugs. It's not that powerful. They go up to a five-up save, though, right? Which like, is cool, but... A lot yeah. of people online are already claiming that's the most powerful one, but yeah. I'm like, I love yeah. how people do this. I'm like, why don't you wait until you see, like, the stratagems and all mm -hmm. the other things yeah. that come into play? But I think that's ah, fun. It's fun to speculate. In my opinion, Kraken uh, is the most powerful, and that's the one, next one we're going to talk about. Uh, when you advance, you roll three dice and pick the highest. That is game-winning because uh, yes, you run onto objectives, stuff like that. Like, it makes your rippers really, really good because mm -hmm. usually deep strike them in a corner to run onto an objective. Um, and also, it's also really good for, uh, uh, like, Hormagons and stuff like that that are really fast. Um, it's extremely powerful. And then the main... Or, or the for main, gene sealers who can advance and charge. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, the most powerful part about it is you can fall back and still charge in the same turn. It's insanely good. Mm -hmm. They have the Harlequin rule, basically. So very powerful. And White Scars can do the same thing. Yep. It's really, really good. Um, and then we've got Kronos. Kronos is also really good. Uh, if you don't move in the shooting phase, you get reroll ones to hit um, with shooting. So pretty good and what we found is that we'll take a uh, take like a heavy support detachment spearhead detachment and uh, you make them chronos and then you have all your traditional shooting bug units like hive guard biovores exocrine um whatever it makes them so much better yeah oh my goodness it's it's very powerful and then uh you've got leviathan uh basically anybody within six inches of a creature with synapse gets a six up feel no pain uh, it's also really powerful yeah. unless they're being affected by Catalyst, in which case they get their 5 up feeling thing. Yeah. Um, a lot of people underestimate how good that is. It's like, very powerful. It's, your, whole, powerful. your whole army just got 16.6% .6 more durable, mm -hmm. and it, it counts against mortal wounds, whatever. Yep. So it's especially with a high model count by army like Tyranids. Like I was trying to explain to some Orc players that were like, oh, the, the pain boy is worthless. And I'm like, no. what are you talking about? I was like, it's like if you take five units of 30 boys and they're all within range of the pain boy, you basically got an extra 30 boys. Yeah. It's, right? it's, it's super powerful. For free. Yeah. Well, not for free. Well, for the cost free of the for game the cost boy, of the game boy. It's like, it's really good. But people think like, oh, I got to roll a six. I'm like, yes, but over the course of your whole army. Right. That's really, really, really good. Yeah. As long as you're within six inches of somebody with synapse. But it's still really, really powerful. And then uh, last but not least, we've got Behemoth. Reroll failed charges. It's very Self-explanatory. Yeah. I think, honestly... Kraken and Kronos are my favorites out of the two, or out of all of them. Um, but, I mean, there's definitely 
room for like Leviathan and all those other ones. They're, they're all really, really powerful. Um, just depends on what kind of army you're playing and uh, what your goals are with certain units. So. And then also too, we want to wait and see the unique stratagems, yep. the unique warlord traits, and the unique relics because those are a big part of right. How the they're going to how they're going to interact with those high fleet special yep. abilities. Yeah. So Reese, why don't you run us through some of those relics, buddy? <sighs> Segway extraordinaire. It was really good. Right. Yeah. Very, right. Very good. So uh, today they revealed some more information. The first <laughs> one we have is a Balethorn cannon. This is a Tyranid uh, relic for the Kronos high fleet. Now, before you start laughing, the Tyranid relics are actually usable and quite good, uh, mm. unlike the last book, which they were awful. Like, here's a power sword that costs 45 points and does nothing special. You're like, oh, wow. God, the last book made me cry, man. Oh. Uh, well, anyway. A lot of the relics in the old books were terrible. The, the Tyranid ones were particularly insultingly bad. Because it was like, on a six, you kill the guy next to you. Like, what? You want, you want to talk about bad? Look at the Dark Eldar ones. It was all like morale. It's like, <laughs> oh, if you fail a morale check, right. I do one wound to you, and That's everybody's true. fearless. And you're like, okay, well, oh, yeah. oh, and it doesn't work on Space Marines. Oh, so oh, good. What does it work on? Oh, it works on uh, Dark Eldar. Oh. <laughs> it works on, it works on your own yeah. guys. Cool. These are really good. Yeah, Thanks, the, Dark Eldar, the Dark Eldar book, the last one was so bad. I forgot how bad that one was. It was, yeah, it was real bad. It was one of the most boring codexes I've ever seen it was super boring. in my life. Yeah. And um, we're friends with the guys that wrote them. So, you know, it was a great effort. You guys did a really good job. Um, just constructive criticism. Tried real hard. <laughs> constructive criticism. A for effort. Um, like, eh. But the Tyranid, the old Tyranid relics were like, people didn't even know they had them. No. Because like the only thing you ever saw was the Norn crown on occasion. Yeah. So at any rate, uh, joking aside, Kronos... They get the the Balethorn cannon. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a, obviously it's a weapon. It replaces the Stranglethorn, uh, Stranglethorn cannon. Uh, assault D six thirty six inch range, uh, range strength seven AP one two damage, uh, and you get plus one to hit if your target unit has ten or more models. So quite good. Uh, obviously, it's it's got more strength, does two damage. Uh, it's a very very good uh, weapon. Uh, obviously, you're gonna want to put this on like a um, uh, swarm lord or something, or not a swarm lord. Excuse me, yeah, a hive tyrant. tyrant. Mm. Uh, cool, cool but gun. It also ignores invo saves, so you cannot take invo saves. So if you're playing demons, rut row raggy. That's pretty good. You or, know, or, I'm noticing or all Magnus. these uh, Magnus is like or three, harlequins. Three plus rerolling ones. Like, or all, cool story, bro. <laughs> all gray knight terminators. Oh no, they get well, the armor. They get their two up armor. Anything that doesn't True. have an armor save gets wrecked by this. But they are multiple damage. Yeah. yeah well, I guess Magnus armor. would just take his armor save too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it's good against Harlequins because yeah. they don't have armor. Ah. Uh, it's good against demons, demons, which don't have armor. <laughs> it's a great weapon, right? All uh, out the gates. And then, of course, on Kronos, uh, you can reroll ones if you don't move. Um, so walking Hive Tyrant might actually see some play there, right? right? Can it you put sense. the Stranglethorn Cannon on a Tyranid Prime? No, they take the the they take the basic bio cannons, Dang. not the heavy bio cannons. That would have been amazing. Uh, so that already right out the gates, that's a really cool gun. It's got a really cool effect. Yep. Ignoring invulnerable saves is badass. Um, and then, yeah, it's just going to be especially good against like demons and such mm -hmm. or harlequins, like you said. Uh, the miasma cannon is another one. Uh, it replaces a heavy venom cannon. Has the following profile: thirty six inch range, assault D three, strength nine, AP two, three damage. Uh, and this weapon hits automatically if the target is within eight inches, and it always wounds targets other than vehicles on a two plus. That's a mean gun. It's quite good. That is a mean, mean gun. Yep. Uh, three damage flat. Yep. Mm. Yeah. 
So can you still arm your Hive Tyrants with a Venom Cannon and a Stranglethorn Cannon? You know what? I don't remember. The downside is you can't give them both weapons. No, I don't think you matter. ever could do that. I thought you could. No, Carnifex uh, uh, is good. Carnifex is good. That's right. So like you could take this on, a, again, like a, a Hive Tyrant, not necessarily a, a walking Hive Tyrant in that instance, um, but a Kronos Hive Tyrant would be great. It could reroll once to hit. It's got long range. So th this already you're seeing that like this is going to be a big, big change. Yeah. Like this dex is so, like the, the craft world from index to codex was a huge change. Like a lot of people, I don't think even noticed how many, like almost every unit, I'd say like half the units got some rule change. Oh yeah. Well, in, uh, for craft world, I mean, they got reduced in points. Units got changed. They got all the special rules. Like it was a huge change. Huge change. Like the yeah. aspect warriors all have a cool special rule, at yeah. least one, usually two. Right. Like, uh, the one I keep forgetting in, the, in our game, I forgot. Dire Avenger, Ezarks just have a 4++. plus plus, Just built in. And I totally forgot about that. Or uh, just little things like that. Like um, uh, Swooping Hawks give you plus one leadership within three inches as long as you have an Ezark. Really, really cool stuff. And the Tyranid Codex is like, this is a big, big change from Index to Codex. Mm -hmm. I think this, this might be the... I think this is the biggest thing we've seen so far. Uh, in terms of like the way the, the army plays and what you get with all this cool stuff. So we'll talk more about it when we can say more, but if you're a Tyranid player, get pumped. Yeah. yeah. Because it's a big change. Uh, Psychic Scream, kind of powerful. <laughs> this is gnarly. This is a Psychic Power for Tyranids. We'll charge five. If manifested, the nearest enemy unit uh, within 18 inches suffers D3 mortal wounds. In addition, if that unit is a Psyker, roll two dice. If the result is higher than the leadership characteristic, randomly select one of their psychic powers and it goes away for the rest of the game. Yeesh. It's pretty good. Dude. Yeah, pretty good. And this is just, like, like I said, like Tyranids can just wreck psychic heavy armies. Yeah. If you want to, if you build your army to be like anti-psyker, mm -hmm. it's crazy what they can do. Uh, here's another one. It's a Slimer Maggot Infestation. This is for the Hydra High Fleet. Uh, it's a model with two Despiters with Slimer Maggots only. And this replaces their weapon, and you get a 24-inch range, Assault 6, Strength 7, AP 1, 1 damage uh, weapon, and you can reroll failed wound rolls for it. So Pretty good. Not bad. That's so rerolling one, essentially. It's just the profile. Things, yeah. yeah, and it, again, you want to put that on a fly rent, maybe. Uh, brutal. Yeah. It's a shred super gun that's AP 1. That's amazing. Uh, Kronos Soul Hunger. Um, this is, I believe, a stratagem, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Chrono Soul Hunger, uh, Hunger. There's another one at uh, Bones Psychers. Yep. Whenever an enemy Psyker fails a Psychic Test within 18 inches of your Warlord, they suffer D3 mortal wounds. Uh, I think this is a Warlord trait. That's right. It was. You used this one on me. Um, yeah, th this is a custom Warlord trait. It is. You're right. Yeah. I got confused there. So, uh, why don't you talk about the way you, you applied it? Because that was really clever. Well, yeah, you just you put it on something that can deep strike and make it your warlord, um, or infiltrate or something like that. And then if you get within eighteen inches of a psyker, it's pretty good. So they're minus one because of synapse. And then on this, you, if they fail, they're taking D three mortal wounds, which a lot of the powers you're seeing nowadays are like seven warp charge mm -hmm. seven. So now they go up to warp charge eight mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So it becomes really risky to actually cast those psychic powers against these uh, Chronos models. And the thing I think that's really going to change the meta with Tyranids in a, in a positive way is like, for, for one, smite spam is obnoxious. I think everybody hates it. I think the people that use it probably hate it. But uh, there's also like a lot of linchpin tactics like right now in the game. Like 
drop down, make a unit move twice. That's the most common one uh, with like warp time or Magnus really relies on getting his invul save up one or with uh, Death Guard, you know, they have a lot of uh, powers that they have to get like Blades of Putrefication or whatever. And Tyranids are going to throw a monkey wrench into that so that if your list is built just hinging on getting these key powers off and then you find yourself playing against a Tyranid army that's like geared up to stop that, you're going to find yourself in uncharted territory playing a way you've not, you're not used to playing. I think it's going to be good for the meta. It's going to force people to adapt and not just rely on this one trick pony kind of list building. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. But I know like, you know, a lot of armies out there like Eldar specifically in Chaos, it, it's going to be, Tyranids are going to provide a very, very difficult matchup. Yeah. Um, if they are geared up to stop psychics. And those Grey Knight players at the top tables, <laughs> watch out. You know, you joke, but Ooh. there are Grey Knight players at the top tables. Well, yeah. there's Grey Knight, Knight models yeah. on the top table, sure. Well, I mean, what you see is 50-50 Ashmilitarm Grey Knights. I do, but... and I'm guilty of the same thing. I'm like slightly more of Ashmilitarm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the gentleman at the LVO that got, uh, he also went under, no, he, t- he went... Well, Five zero oh, and one. Yeah. He was one thousand and five points. Grey Knights, and he had like four models. He had three of the Dread Knights. All the Grey like, Masters. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. I mean, whatever. Yeah. I mean, he was nine hundred ninety five. That brings back uh, memories of the the orc fiasco when somebody like oh yeah no. when uh, uh, pajama pants had like three orc models yeah. in his army, but he was an orc army and he was best. And orc, orc players yeah. were losing their minds. Yeah. Fairly, fair enough. Sure. Uh, here is another uh, little piece of the pie. Oh, the Hive Tyrant uh, stat line. They've shown you just, just the basics. Mm-hmm. Uh, movement, wounds, and blif- or movement, weapon skill, blister skill. Unknown. Unknown. Doesn't know what it Un- is. Unknown. I think we you should cancel it in. We should say weapon mm-hmm. skill 10. That would be bad. Weapon skill 10 plus. On, this on is in Ballistic skill <laughs> 11 plus. Yeah. Uh, ballistic skill 7. Yeah, he's not very good. So he's strength 7, T7, 12 wounds. Movement uh, 1 plus. Obviously, he has a degraded profile and knows what degrade. Yeah. So we'll skip that. There's nothing exciting there. Uh, well, but he went up a toughness, I think, right? You know what? I can't remember. I can't remember what it was in the index versus the. Uh, there, I will, I'll say this. That, like, obviously, we can't give specifics that GW hasn't revealed yet, but the Hive Tyrant gets a, is so much dramatically better in the Codex. He's so much better, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the days of the Fly Rent will probably be coming back, but not as many as you saw. But. Mm. The Hive Tyrant is a chieftain. We'll leave it at that. As he should be. He's so the general of yeah. the Tyrant armies. <laughs> he's, yeah. Yeah. Man. He, he's dramatically better than he was. Uh, the Flyrant specifically is yeah. freaking amazing. So blow the dust off. <laughs> blow the dust off your Flyrants and get ready to play him again. Uh, adaptive, bi- adaptive biology. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the end of the phase that, uh, in which this warlord suffers any wounds for the remainder of the battle when inflicting damage upon the warlord, Reduce the damage of the attack by one to a minimum of one very a good. warlord trait. Yeah, it's very wordy, but it is really powerful. So after very warlord good. takes a wound, that from that point going forward, uh, you reduce the damage by one. He has a yep. serpent shield, yeah, which is amazing. Yes, it's very good. Someone's like, I'm gonna hit you all this damage three. You're like, nope. He's all overcharged plasma. Oh, rats. Yeah, you put that on like a twelve wound hive tyrant. Yeah, it's pretty right. good. Yeah, uh, hyper adaptive biology. It's a gorgon model only. From the end of the fight phase in which the mo- this model suffers any wounds, add one to its toughness for the remainder of the battle. Not bad. Pretty good. Kind of the same thing. I think I'd rather reduce damage by one than increase my toughness by one, but it's cool. But if On someone is, if someone's doing T8, Gorgon, pretty, that is actually, it's a break point. You're yeah. right. That is What's what I love about 
all these things that are like specific for like high fleets or, or space marine chapters or regiments or you know high fleet whatever we already said high fleets I said that twice but um, if somebody has like a, a, a whole army that's painted specifically in one way and they're like well I'm just going to go with it this way because it's painted this way I'm not going to change things you have stuff that's like specifically tailored towards your army like yeah. everyone gets cool stuff and it, it's all like I, I know a lot of competitive players sometimes they they look at things from an efficiency standpoint. And so sometimes they're like, oh, I don't understand why these, they have these certain things, like yeah. they're, they're, they're bad. And it's right. like, you gotta remember that they're writing the rules to, to depict the backstory mm -hmm. and to try to give you cool, fun, good stuff. Right. You don't always hit all the targets. Cause like some of the Asher Militarum Warlord traits are objectively bad in the competitive sense. Mm -hmm. It's like, ooh, you can heroically intervene from six inches away with your, captain yeah. you know <laughs> right he doesn't want to be he, can he go the opposite direction right but in the backstory you know like a katajan a katajan uh, warlord would be mm -hmm. a, a he would be rambo yeah. it's just in the game it doesn't really make sense but it's like they wrote that because it reflects the, the history right and it, mm -hmm. we it's so easy to forget that the vast majority of the people who buy and paint and play these models do so with their friends and for fun yeah. and they do narrative games and i would say just because we don't see that so often, you all, we always get so caught in the tournament gaming and hyper competitive, such a small sliver of the people who, who play the game and buy the stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, we're in the minority for sure, but yeah. there's a ton of us out there as well. Yeah, yeah. but I, uh, the coolest thing about 40K, to be honest, is the lore and the fluff and all that stuff. And like some of the coolest games and pictures that I've ever seen are like narrative campaigns and mm -hmm. stuff like that, where it's like, it's the last stand of these five tactical Marines versus the Tyranid Horde. How long can they survive? It's really sick. I, I really love the people that like take the time and the energy to like yeah. put the lore and the fluff in there. I think it's great that GW is making it more and more appealing to tournament gamers and people that maybe don't follow the fluff as closely as other people to play more close to the fluff so yeah yeah it's uh, they've done a really good job ever since the general's handbook of kind of defining like hey we recognize the fact that it's cool to play the game really loosey-goosey because you don't give you don't even really care about winning it's about more yeah. about like having like a role-playing experience yeah and then for some of you you it's a little bit more serious you want structure but it's more about the story and you know that's that's narrative play right an open play is like for like kids or people who play like once every couple of months and they just mm -hmm. don't care. They just want to put the models on the table. Right. They yeah. don't give a shit about points. Yeah. And then there's us who are probably the smallest segment, the match play people, but who definitely dominate like the presence online. Yes. And we want hyper detail, hyper balance, all that stuff. And they're working hard to give everybody what they want. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. But just keep that in mind when you're reading some of this stuff. Because, like, especially with Eldar, everyone's like, I don't get it. Who would take this? And what? Oh, oh this is the dumbest thing. And it's like, man, it, I, okay, I, yeah. you know, maybe in a hardcore tournament, maybe at Hard Boys, right. you wouldn't play uh, Simon. Uh, Hand. Reese, it's Ard Boys. Ard, I'm the artist Soft boy H. in the land. It's a hard boy. Yeah. So maybe you wouldn't play, you know, uh, Simon Hand in Hard right. Boys. Ard Boys. Stash Boys. Stash. Stash Boys are Hard Boys. That's true. So if don't you're a boy it. with a mustache, you're pretty badass. <laughs> People just immediately look at you for guidance normally. If uh, you're a kid, a child, like with how a do you put that fire I'm out? Impressed. I'm like, uh. <laughs> can you fix the radio? Yeah, can you can you like jump my car? I'm like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Why would you think I could do that? They're like, well, you, uh, these are show muscles. The, the I know. I, I can't do anything technical. <laughs> The mustaches for other purposes. Uh, mustaches are for clothes, Jason. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But just bear in mind, like like the the traits and all the stuff that they did get. It 
They, it may not been have designed to be the red hot shit tournament choice, right. but it does reflect the background. Red of the hot. Shit I remember. Terrible. You know what? When I you know what sounds really painful. Sounds like after I, I, after a TJ trip, uh, went to we went to the TJ Taco Bell. Oh, it's no. not the same as the American Taco Bell. Why would you go Weird. to Taco Bell and TJ? There was three tacos for a dollar and ten Corona for five dollars. That's a smoking okay. deal right there. That is worth yeah. it. Yeah, comfy plastic chairs to sit on. Okay. And uh, I had one of those <laughs> after that trip. Red hot shits. Before 9-11, we used to go to oh, we used God. to go to, to Mexico for lunch. Like going crossing the border was like high five hey, the guy yeah. on the way by. Yeah, that's, that's a it. pain in the butt. Mm. Now, after since ever since nine eleven, getting across the border takes hours. I have a passport. Boom. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, so at any rate, a little bit of uh, explanation there. But Las Vegas Open is looming. I cannot believe this. Less than three Ooh. months to go. Too real. What the hell? How did that happen? Too real. It's a weekend earlier. But <laughs> what? Nine months has gone by since the last one. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like it was like a week ago. It, yeah. I feel like we just got done and I'm just like recovering. I'm happy it's week. in the same place. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes, makes it a lot easier. easier. We know, we know the land. land yeah, but, uh, yeah. I can't believe it. Shoot. So please, yeah. again, you know, we've been saying it all year apparently, but uh, please make sure to get your tickets. Uh, attendance is up 25% year over year. That is insane. Mm -hmm. And the 40K Champs is approaching 500, wow. which is insane also. Uh, please get your tickets because it... I will be shocked if we don't sell out soon. Yeah, it'll probably sell out within the next month. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's and, and historically, uh, we sell a lot of tickets in November. Mm -hmm. I yep. went back, I was just before the show, I was going back and checking the data, and um, we peak coming into the event with the, the procrastinators. So uh, don't, don't wait, because I would be willing to bet we'll be sold out in November. Yeah. Um, you never know, of course, but uh, looking just looking at the data, I think that that's a, a good bet. Uh, Age of Sigmar Championships has been selling hot lately, too. It's weird how these kind of like trends occur, mm -hmm. uh, but that is going to fill up as well. Uh, make sure to please get your tickets. Many of the events are sold out, but we do have room in some of the other uh, fun events. So please grab those tickets. We have some events that are going hot, like like Infinity and, and Malifaux. Bolt Action is selling yeah. really well. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a great event. It's going to be the best event we've ever done, for sure. If anybody wants a TO uh, Warzone, please contact me. <laughs> Get out of here. My favorite From is when people, right? Like, why don't you have this? And yeah. I'm like, because we don't have a TO. Would you like to do it? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Case in point. Next year. All right. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. You know, the TOs don't just grow on trees. Uh, yeah. But that would be nice. It would make our lives easier. It's going to be really fun this year. And then is Cooper's back at the helm now of he, uh, the social events and... I think this year we're going back to calling it Coop Juice's Wild Ride. That's just, just go to the classics. <laughs> I think if we're going to call it that, he has to grow out a mustache. You got to let it get weird. Every, why don't we all just grow mustaches? I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Frankie can't. For November. Paul well, already has to be one. there. It's going to have like Sharpie and stuff. <laughs> it's just Sharpie on a mustache. Yeah, yeah that'll be great. Well, then I'm a Sharpie in a six pack, too. Ooh. Right? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I just do that every morning. <laughs> every morning. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just I get a little bit of uh, brown wash. I do so. I take an airbrush and shadow my Chestnut, shirt. Let's add some, Chestnut ink. Let's add some definition uh, yeah. there. <laughs> look, check me out, babe. Yeah, and then I do a <laughs> selfie. Don't look sideways in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be the best bathroom selfie 
if you drew a six pack on you're like hitting the gym looking oh, hard yeah, you got hashtag dreams do come true yeah well, you gotta photoshop it but Eat with clean, somebody that's like heavy. super tan yeah so it just looks super oh, man. but like, your head is yeah. like, it's like off yeah. been working hard in the yeah, gym photoshop and some babies in there yeah. might as well yeah Go for it. Go big. Forget to go. Go big. Uh, oh, and we do have Shadespire at the Las Vegas Open. A lot of people have been asking about, you yeah. know, like how it works. And we're waiting for GW to give us the outline. Uh, but you guys have been playing. They're like, quite give a us bit. info. And we're like, no. Well, no. They're getting the it's tournament surprise. pack together. They had another yeah. tournament that just is going down like this week or something mm. in the UK. So that was obviously took precedent. But they're. They're going to get us a player pack really soon. I would have probably this yeah. week. Uh, yeah. Because Games Workshop themselves are running this tournament. They are indeed. Yeah. Correct. They are indeed. So it's like Age of Sigmar last year when they came out. We already have quite a few people signed up, which is amazing because there's literally no event description. No. It's so fun though. Yeah. yeah. Well, why don't you guys share some info because you guys have been playing Shadespire. Yeah. So I believe it was designed for best two of three. So you'll, in the course of the tournament, you'll probably play uh, three rounds versus each player. Uh, unless you win two in a row or whatever. Um, so it, it plays really quick. I think an average game takes about 20 to maybe 30 minutes if you're still learning how to play. Yeah. But it goes really quick once you learn what you're doing after you build your deck and you know what's inside your deck and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it's a it's a really fun game. Uh, I mean, uh, we played quite a few games. Uh, it's It's been a blast. And with all the different factions that they're adding to it, I think it's going to become more and more exciting. Yeah. And uh, they're adding cards with each of those factions too. And you get to uh, build your deck how you want it. So you can go after uh, going after objectives or going after kills or going after somebody's warlord or something like that. Um, so it'll be really cool to see how the decks uh, form up for these events and seeing what factions come out on top. In my opinion, I think death is probably the best. Um, I think so. Yeah. Well, you guys were saying you thought it was the worst at first because they, they well, had like six Everybody guys. is playing yeah. who didn't know how to play, like yeah. even myself. So like what I did is like, I, they're super slow. They move like two grids. So yeah. I would just like move around. <laughs> And yeah. then all of a sudden, my opponent's like, oh, it's turn three, game over. I was like, what? Yeah. And yeah, so Jason you actually was playing them, and like, you have more guys than you do activations. You have, yeah, Jason's seven. like, well, I can't even move all my guys. So then I was looking at the cards, and I was like, this guy moves like three yeah, dudes cards a turn. I was like, what move. the hell? I didn't know what I was doing. So I was like, like, Jason, get out of here. Yeah. So then I started playing it, and it And I played Frankie against so them, and uh, they're super frustrating, because they just keep coming back. Yeah. And then the first time they come back, they come back much better. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, so for, he would just raise them, and they get on objective, kill them, raise them, yeah. get yeah, on objective, Yeah, you guys are saying they're kind of like a finesse army. Yeah, yeah, they, they give up a lot of points, because every time you kill a model, you get a point. And right. uh, basically, whoever accumulates more points throughout the game wins. So... They, they have to get a lot of objectives and like grab objectives, maybe kill a model. Yeah. They, they don't have a lot of damage output. So you're kind of just running around your opponent. Uh, and they're really, they're really stuff. slow. Yeah. Um, and you have to keep your leader alive. The leader is like- The leader is the most of any, important part. Of every yeah. faction, it's most important. In my first game, I put him like round, right on the front. Yeah, me too. The guy walked out with an axe, like, bam. Like, <laughs> oh. Because he does everything. He raises them. He, he yeah. moves them It's kind of like old school yeah. fantasy where like the general was the dude. Like yeah. he had to live. Yeah. Yep. Whereas the other factions, the generals it's aren't not, really as important. They're more powerful, um, but it's not yeah. super crucial. But uh, Stormcast are really easy to play. They're really powerful too. Mm -hmm. uh, they're the most defensive army. Um, they do a lot of damage. Yeah. Pablo was the, saying... The least amount of models. He yeah. thinks the orcs are the most powerful. Yeah, the orcs, I think, deal the most damage. Their they main character, their warlord, is like a But the, the Corn Bloodbound dude, too. Like I, at first, yeah. I wasn't too hot on them. And then Garrett, um, who was a friend of ours, was, was at the SoCal Open. He was playing him. Mean, he's he's very good at those types of games and like um, setting things up, like mm -hmm. combos. 
And he went in and just wrecked me by yeah. like just adding like, okay, now this guy gets plus one, you know, to his damage. Now this guy, blah, 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 blah. Yep. He, he set up this whole thing and just like wiped all my Stormcasts out. Yeah, Corn Bloodbound are an army that like mass you with like five guys on one dude and kill mm -hmm. them. That's my favorite. It's like as soon as three models die, they go Super Saiyan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if it's yours, theirs, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's, they're not bad. It's a fun game. They have good damage yeah. output. Yeah, no, it's it's they're really fast. Fun. They're yeah. the fastest. They're very fast. Yeah. Not a lot of armor, so um, they will die. But like, if you, they're really good at like ganging up on on yeah. opponents. So like, they they'll just like bum rush like guys. Like if you leave your characters out, not supported, they'll just jump on with two or three guys immediately because they move like five grids. Yeah, and they'll just wreck them. They're berserkers. Yeah, you know, they just they they run at you and they don't care if they die or not, which I think is perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think it, it's a really fun game. I'm excited to play more of it. Um, I'm interested to see how the tournament scene goes for it because they really want to gear it towards like the tournament and like have it become something big. Yeah. Um, I think personally, I would like it if there were other models you could add to the certain factions. So then not every single faction is exactly the same. Uh, the only variation you have currently are the decks that you build. So um, it would be kind of cool that you could build a different deck and have different models um, and maybe some special cards that go with those models too. I think that would be amazing. I think that would take it up to the next tier. Um, but overall, I think it's really fun. It's great even just if you want to play at home. It's very simple, easy to grab onto, and uh, I think it's going to last. I think it'll do really well. I, it, it's a lot of – I've only played it – I played it less than you guys, but I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. I think they've already announced the next couple factions too. I'm not sure. We won't say anything yeah. just in case we're not supposed well, to. Well, in the in the actual rule book, they do talk about um, a Skaven warband and a Fireside warband. Got it. Like they're they're actually in the rule book. Okay. Mm -hmm. so I, I would I, assume those are the next two. I've heard yeah. of some other ones too, but you know uh, we'll wait on that yeah. regard. But really cool, cheap, easy, fun, fast. Yes. Sounds like a winner. Yep. Uh, so we have some upcoming ITC events this weekend. 40k. We have quite a few, including a major uh, Blood and Glory 2017 in the UK. Jason. It's yeah. at the venue is called the Roundhouse. That's amazing. <laughs> Why don't we have places called this? Because you know what's funny is it's probably actually like a, a roundhouse, round mm -hmm. and that's why it's called the Roundhouse. But you got to come in doing a roundhouse. Yeah, you, you have to come in. Get the Roundhouse, the TO. You got to have the locks. You got to have the long hair. <laughs> you got to show them yeah. who's boss. Does the winner have to roundhouse like a bell? Oh, no, awesome. you first yeah. you roundhouse the TO, and you go, "That's what's up." Right. Yep. But I guess if you did it to your opponent or something, you'd be like. What? It's the I'm at the roundhouse. Like, you can't fall into this. Like, they have skin tight asking black jeans. For it. Uh, you got to swayze it up is where yeah. you're going oh, with that. Of course, yeah. Have, yeah. No mustaches allowed. Sorry. Yeah. You need to have like that really good sex scene. That was that was pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, in the roundhouse. In a barn. Yeah. Uh, that's during the lunch break. You got to do a roundhouse <laughs> at the roadhouse. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. That's just down the street. That movie is so dumb, but so awesome. Yeah, Roadhouse is amazing. Know. Don't watch that with grandma. <laughs> that is an American classic. There is, a, it gets, there's some pretty rough. It's a scenes saucy scene, which I found out as like ten year old. My grandma's like, I, let's watch this. I did too, man. Movie called Roadhouse. I was with your grandma as well. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, rough. So that's a great uh, uh, major, correct? Yeah. Yes, it's yeah, a major in the UK. So for everybody that likes to get their points in the UK, like uh, Lawrence. Who just won the UK GT round one? Yeah, pretty cool. And he, he the, a lot of those guys from Tabletop Tactics come over to the LVO. I know Zach and a lot of those guys come over for uh, a lot. They come over for Adepticon, usually, definitely Nova and uh, LVO. Yep. So here's another way to get pick up some points so that you can come over and compete with the uh, Americans who get a lot more access to the, to the ITC points. But um, lots of great events. Check the calendar. Also uh, for Age of Sigma, we have a couple of events coming up this month. 
We have the Age of Sigmar ITC Tournament and uh, Gameology Montclair. Uh, Castle Con Conflagration 13, First Blood GT, and the ITC event. John does one of those like every weekend, right? Yeah. yeah we have one of yeah. the boys GT too, which is an amazing event that's in the middle of the month. Yep. Uh, definitely go check that out. It's in upstate New York, beautiful event run by a great, great group of guys. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't seen the Du Bois crew in a while, actually. No, I think they I stopped think they were for a little bit. This year. And yeah. then um, it's nice to see if, uh, hopefully I, I'm not, you know, getting my info wrong, but I think they stopped for a little bit, but they're back and um, it looked, it always looks like an amazing event to go to. It's I, like I'm up in the really woods. It's like a, like a cabin yeah. or something like that. It's, it's like, like a street. chateau. Yeah. yeah. It's really like fantastic looking. It's, it's always like in the, you know, mid fall. So it's just, yeah. yeah. If I was going to travel to anything, it would be like I, I definitely want to go, but it's literally as far away from us as possible. Yes. Like diagonal across the United States. And it's also in a, a time of the year when we usually travel for Thanksgiving and stuff. Yeah. It makes it a little bit tough, but I, I do plan on making it out there one of these years. Right. Uh, current ITC 40K top 10, Nick Nonavati continues to lead the pack. He's extended his league. He's got 680 points. He's crushing it. I was looking at his score. He actually has uh, quite a bit of room to improve. Too. Like some of his best scores are not first place finishes. So um, we're kind of running out of events. Yeah. You know, you got the Renegade Open coming up, which you should definitely go check out. Uh, but coming into November through December, that's holiday time. That's kind of like the lull. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting. I, I think coming into the LVO, the, the top 10 is going to look very similar to this. Yeah. Um, but Nick is in a really strong position to win the ITC. Uh, he's got some good scores, but he's got scores that can be replaced with a big LVO performance. And as everybody knows, Nick is one of the most skilled 40K players in the land, so uh, that would not be a bad bet. But Ganyo is coming in hot in second place. Obviously, big feather in his cap. He got first place in the Nova Open uh, Championships, or Invitational and the Open. Uh, congratulations. So he's also in a good position. Yeah. And then Matt Root, Finally got his ATC mm -hmm. score posted, jumped into third place. Tyler DeVry is in fourth. Aaron A. Long is in fifth. Sam Henley is in sixth. Ian Andrew is in seventh. Brandon Grant is in eighth uh, with a couple GT wins. He's been kicking ass. Hometown hero, San yeah. Diego. He's our, he's our local boy, Brandon. You got to do it. West Coast, go. We haven't won uh, the ITC since the first one. And that was yeah. you. Paul McKelvey. Paul McKelvey. Just me. <laughs> well, the first one, we had like 550 people. Right, it's yeah. still, I'm not trying to take anything away from Paul. That was quite the accomplishment. But now yeah. we're at like 6,000 something. Yeah. And now he's in 10th place. It's a little bit it's harder. Just dropping. Oh, yeah. Well, Paul, slowly. Paul, the hot rock McKelvey. But he's been to in the top 10 every year. He, yeah. He's so extremely good. That's true. Yeah, we just tease him. And he's a towel player. Yes. For those of you out there who are saying towel can't compete, email Paul. Uh, he, he does really <laughs> well. He'll give you some pointers. He does really, really well with them. I think. The only armies I've seen consistently give him a hard time are like Horde Astra Militarum. Yeah. But with some of the changes that have occurred, I don't even know if that's as much of a concern anymore. Although conscripts can be played essentially the same way. I think people are starting to see how to get around the, the Commissar change and they're stopped their insane crime. Oh, that was one of the biggest butt hurts I've seen. It's the first time I saw people using profanity on like the Warhammer 40,000 like Facebook comment sections. And it's funny because like, oh. like when you try to like speak like, that's your sense, actual profile, dude. When, when yeah. you were trying to like speak sense to people like, oh, dude, you got like the psychic power that can make a unit fearless. You could burn command points like everybody else. You also have a stratagem that makes you take a check on D3. You still get a leadership buff. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's really, it's really not that bad. Like yeah. you could play Valhalla and have a guy with a, with a um, uh, relic that does the exact same thing. 
And I'm like, oh, I can't believe it. Ah! You're like, oh my God, calm down. That was a good reenactment. I was like, they're, yeah, what? That's that pretty good, out. yeah. Talk to me. And when you try you to speak it? sense, they're just like, you're wrong. You're wrong. This is an outrage. You're like, if this is the yeah. biggest thing that's upsetting you in your life, you have a great life. Your Give life me your life. Excellent. You should be stoked, man. I'll take it. Like, I, the butthurt on that was truly it was spe- pretty strong. spectacular. Pretty strong. Yeah. And just remember that we, we hear more of it than the average person yeah, in yeah, terms of emails of and phone calls yeah. and Facebook messages. Oh, my favorite is, were you a part of this? If you were, ah, I'm right now. No yeah. one said that to me yet, but I get that feeling. <laughs> That's your feeling. A bit when they're like They're like, sup, and then you're like, ah. I'm like, okay, dude. Uh, Age of Sigmar, top ITC. Currently, Joe Cryer jumped into first place. Uh, he came out to the SoCal Open, won. Then he uh, crashed on my couch. He's a nice young man. Nice. He's like, I don't really have anywhere to stay tonight. I was like, Joe, that's exactly the way I did things when I was your age. I'm like, here's show a, up and it'll work out. Here's a Motel 6. I still kind of do that sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, well done to Joe. Uh, he's super active in the community. So he is. continue to fight the good fight, buddy. Midwest. Uh, Vlad, we got a picture of Vlad in his vampire outfit. Yes. So yes. amazing. That'll yes. be on the next show. Someone sent it in. Uh, what a good sport. So good. Oh, yeah. What a good sport. Uh, and he's so, making a vampire count. He is, which is amazing. Yeah, count N- Vlad Nika must be the, the general. Yes. It has to course. happen. Or you could go Nika Vlad. Sure. Nah, that doesn't sound as good. Sam Valdez is currently in third place. Uh, James Thomas is in fourth. Zach Lopez, fifth. Jarrett Zazueta in sixth. Alex Gonzalez in seventh. Michael Birch in eighth. James Sutton in ninth. Tyler Hamill in tenth. Where's Garrett Mulroney? Did he drop off the top? He's, he's gone. Out. And also the guy that had all caps for his name is gone. I know. I can't remember. Rich the robot. Something. Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. Oh, well. Uh, Tactics Corner. So we've been playing a lot of games with Eldar. And oh my gosh, such a good codex. So much fun. Uh, really been having a blast. I know everyone is like, LA talk, LA talk, LA talk, LA talk. And it's like, yes, they are really good. But don't get trapped in that internet groupthink. Just because everyone online is saying something doesn't mean it's true. Uh, doesn't mean that they're good. Yeah, they're super good. But I guarantee you that is not the only way to play Eldar, which a lot of people are trying to make it sound. Um, we just did a video battle report. I played Yandin, and um, <laughs> you'll see in the video, I forgot one really important thing that was really stupid of me. And uh, we'll give a, a bonus prize to whoever spots it first in the video. It's pretty, I think it'll be pretty obvious when you notice what mistake I made. But that aside, still did tremendous damage to the to the new Tyranids. Frankie was playing the new bugs. Um, give, him, give him a break too uh, in, in testing. Frankie didn't focus on Tyranids because that, that's my that's one of my favorite armies. So he was uh, kind of coming at it like he played against him a lot, but didn't play with him a lot. So took kind of like a simple list, so to speak, just to keep it to something that you were familiar with. Yeah. Um, but, you know, caveat aside, uh, even with me forgetting some of my critical stratagems uh, and taking what a lot of people already on the comment section, people are like, this, this list, in a polite way, people are like, this doesn't seem like a competitive army. I'm like, just wait till you see what it can do, right, um, with a Wraith Knight. And I don't, like, people constantly, I'm getting constant emails like, why does Wraith Knight suck? I don't, it's the worst unit in the decks. And I'm like, I don't understand. What, I, don't, I literally don't get it. I feel like it's back yeah. when the Wraith Knight first came out and the whole internet said it was bad. And mm-hmm. I was like the only guy I was like, it's good and this is why. And then next thing you know, it was like, you know, people taking five of the damn things. Yeah. 
Uh, but like you've played against my Wraith Knight multiple times. Did you ever think it was bad or it was like a bad investment of points? No, the Wraith Knight, I haven't killed it yet. Uh, <laughs> the Wraith Knight is super powerful and its damage output keeps you in the game. Mm-hmm. Even when you're getting your butt whooped, the Wraith Knight is so freaking good. He just runs around. I mean, nothing can really take him in close combat. He has so many kick attacks and then his shooting is just outrageous. And then in most cases, you can't even walk him in combat. So he just walks over. He just walks over. You. You. Yeah. He's, uh, I think he's worth every point. He is really, really good. Um, especially with some of the Eldar Psychic powers where you can like heal him and stuff like that. Well, the, um, um, with the Andin, he's at full capacity until he gets down to six wounds. Yeah. And then if you use the Tears of Isha stratagem, it heals D3. Yep. Like, say you go down to like five or four wounds, you have a pretty <laughs> good odds of going back to your top tier. Uh-huh. Um, and then if you take a bone singer, they can heal D3 wounds. So you can heal two D3 wounds on him. So if your opponent doesn't destroy him, he's going probably going back to his full tier. Yep. That's crazy. And then with the Cytronome of Yandin, he gets 24 kick attacks in combat. And each Ooh. one of those is a battle cannon. Wow, pretty good. That's wow, 24 good. battle cannon hit. I'm like, boggles my... I literally don't understand why... The angst, what the angst is like, people don't know how yeah. maybe they're not playing them. I, I, I don't get it. Well, like, plus I, his shooting, I mean, he has what like eight shots that do d6 damage or something like that. He has or? four heavy wraith cannon yeah. shots that wound pretty much anything in the game on a two and ignore your armor. Yep, and then he, I take him with the star cannons because I find it complements it well. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't understand the angst with that unit. I find him to be usually my most powerful unit. Yep, uh, maybe people are playing it too aggressively. I find that if you wait a turn or two. Present your opponent with some threats that they have to pay attention to. It keeps the Wraith Knight, and he can start eliminating things that are a threat to him. Yeah. And then you go up the field, and he, he, he's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, different strokes for different folks. You know, put fortune on him. Um, I find that's usually all he needs. And He's very powerful. But I think, like, Eldar really shows, like, in all of these books that are coming out, like all the codexes, you can really play them any way you want. Like all the different uh, Eldar factions are extremely powerful. You've got all the uh, Astromilitarum ones, super powerful Space Marines. There's quite a few choices in there that are really good. Chaos Space Marines, same thing. It's it's really awesome that you're not just seeing like Space Marines last edition where it's just White Scars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or maybe the occasional Salamander player. Like now it's like, oh yeah, you could take this. I could take Ultramarines. I could take White Scars. And you do see a lot of Ultramarines. You do all the different ones. Like it's yeah. it's really cool that each one of them is viable so you're not just seeing the same army over and over again which was really annoying so i mean it's like you do see a lot of ultramarines you see a lot of raven guard but the yeah. thing is like you you really don't have to and like what we like what we've been we've been on this kick forever for as, as long as we've had uh, a podcast a video cast whatever we've always been saying this like trust your own instincts like if you think a list is good, you do not need validation from other people. Nope. Just go play it, practice. When you, if you lose, come back to the drawing board, come back, keep playing, and then eventually you'll shut people up when you're like, oh, look, I'm winning with something you all said was bad. Yeah. And then you'll be amazed like that. Oh, the internet is like, oh, yeah, of course it's good. And you're like, okay. Don't, you don't need the validation. Like if there's a couple people that you have that you respect their opinion, go to them and say, what do you think about this idea? And even that, take with a grain of salt. Like, we bounce ideas off each other all the time. You know, and it's like, sometimes, like, oh, it's a good advice, sometimes it's not. Uh, but at the end of the day, like, you don't want to just do what everybody else is doing, right? Like, go try out different stuff. If you want to play a lay talk Eldar, I think you're going to do really good. It's obviously, it's really good. Ashmilitarum, they're going <clears> to <throat> hate, hate playing against you, especially if they're taking artillery, because it's basically not going to work. Yep. 
But, uh, you know, if you play like Tyranids, they're going to be like, on oh, minus one to hit with shooting, that's not a cool story, bro. Yeah. <laughs> rar, rar. You know, it's, it's, it's not, you know, a silver bullet. And they're, yeah. they're, all the other ones have things to offer. Um, I personally think Eandon and Bealtan are super powerful and they're way more fun to play. Uh, and don't forget, Rangers don't actually do very much damage. Nope. Don't forget that part. Because everyone's like, minus two to hit, Rangers. They're invincible. And I'm like, yeah, and they don't do shit yeah. either. Invincible. They might kill one character. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, and it's like, I'm not saying they're bad by any means. I, I like to take one unit to sit on an objective. But if your army is geared around that, um, maybe not so much. I mean, if you take a hardcore shooting army that's minus one to hit, obviously you have a big advantage. Yeah. Um, but don't, just don't close your mind. Is the, the point that we're driving at. Like, yeah. You can win with, like, think if you're the first person to take an Ulthway list out and you win, everyone's going to be a hundred times more excited and interested in what you did mm -hmm. than in someone who fulfills what their preconceived notion was. Right. Like, oh, you won with Ultramarines with Bobby G. Everyone's going to just roll their eyes. Yeah. yeah. Even though they're going to be like, congratulations, no one's going to be that in, as interested yeah. as like, oh, he won with... Uh, you won with Blood Angels or, you know, yeah. uh, White Scars. Play with what you like and just play a lot of it. Yeah. And yeah, it might not be the most optimized thing in the world, but one, you're going to enjoy it because it's an army you wanted to put together because you like the models or the fluff or whatever. But two, the more you play it, the more you'll know how to deal with stuff that is like super optimized. Like, oh, here we go again, Gilman with three Devastator squads and blah, blah, blah. You're like, okay, well, I've done this, you know, 10 times. I know how to deal with this. I yeah. know how to position my models. I know and you'll just get to the point where like nothing's going to surprise you. You're not going to get freaked out about these Uber lists that you're going to see, which there's always going to be no matter what kind of edition we're in. Yeah. Um, and you'll know how to react to the threats and you'll know what your army can do specifically against those threats. You know, you'll know exactly what you're going to do. And once you know that... It, you have a, a head of like you're ahead of anybody who just gets makes a net list and just goes to an event yeah there's no there's no substitute for experience correct and the cool thing too is like if you're playing white scars and you have like a jump pack white scars army your opponent is going to be like what is this like what, right. what does this do or they're going to come in right. overconfident because they're going to think oh this guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing right like adepticon round one last year i drew what everyone was like oh he had an all jump pack uh, blood angels army and i barely won that game by like the skin of my teeth right and it was so much more interesting of a game because i was like wow your army's so cool and interesting uh, and he knew what he was doing and right it, it was it was super fun right the more you play it the more you're you're, you're gonna be comfortable um it, your game's gonna go faster you're gonna pick up on little mistakes that your opponents make yeah mm -hmm. you know they might have the best list in the world but if they don't play it a lot they're gonna make positioning mistakes and you're yeah. gonna capitalize on it because you know you've played it a hundred times yeah, and like you said, like you're gonna be like, oh, you have a Bobby G Razorback army. I know exactly what to do against right. your army. Right, and then if you play something 20 times, and in each of those 20 games, something does not work with your list, yeah, okay, now you know what's what's your weakness now. Now you can make some tweaks. But to make a whole list, go lose once, say, oh, this is the worst thing ever, and I'm very guilty of doing this. <laughs> yes, you very are. guilty of doing this. Um, you're never gonna get better, never. Yeah. And then you're gonna get frustrated, you're not gonna wanna play anymore, and then that's it. You'll lose your house. Yeah. Your wife will leave you. You'll get the dog will bite you right in the nuts. Is this a country <laughs> song? So don't do it. Bring the ling ling. This is just my, my life. I history. used the net list. It happened to me. I got bit in the nuts. My wife done left me. Bring the yeah. I lost that LVR. I don't even know where I was going with that. That was good though. I lost I lost track. Okay. All right. Well anyway, guys, uh, let us know in the chat section what you think about that. 
Do you guys prefer playing a quote-unquote net list because it's already been tried and you know it's going to be good? Do you like doing your own thing? Let us know what you think. And in the meantime, look at these pretty pictures. These are pretty pictures. This is a uh, Astra Militarum army. Uh, it's a tabletop standard. Um, really nice. Very clean. Nice line highlighting. I love that all of the units in here are like exceptional units in 8th edition. This person's clearly a tournament player. <laughs> it's a Scion's army, if you, if you didn't know. Um, everything was painted in the, in the, the Games Workshop Scion uh, scheme. So ev all the Astro Militarum units as well. There's a lot more than this. It was a huge commission. Um, but yeah, it's really good. It's a, this was an affordable uh, option for this player because it was a large army. Uh, and as you can see, our tabletop standard... Uh, is is fantastic. It's I mean it's I think the best anywhere for your money. Um, if you guys have any questions about it uh, specifically, you can email me painting at frontlinegaming.org uh, if you're interested in seeing how much it would cost to get your army painted. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our studio has been cranking, doing great work, and we're always taking on new business. Uh, but yeah, it was like two wyverns, Celestine, Bulgren, Scout Sentinels with flamers, and uh, Silence. I was like, those are some of the best units available to you in this edition. That's that's awesome. Axis of Entropy, thank you very much for subscribing. 30 months. Jeez. 30 months. It's crazy. Uh, Tom Sawyer says, it's just a waste. Who cares if they're minus two to hit with Rangers? Yeah, I know. Everyone's like, my Rangers will be unstoppable. Right. And it's like, who cares, man? They have fucking strength four guns. You say that until you play against an entire army of Rangers. Some of my armies would be really scared if they had like 30 freaking uh, Rangers because I have a lot of characters on foot. Yeah. So for me, that could be really bad. But then I'm like, okay, well, I'll just hide my characters. It's like Dan May's list of 150 ratlings. Yeah. Watch this. I played against an army with 25 ratlings and I killed, or 20, and I killed 19 of them on the first turn. But the one ratling that lived did finish off my captain. I forgot, I forgot about him and then he hit and rolled a six and killed him. I was like, oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, uh, Geekmaster K says, in his experience, the mortal wounds come up more than you would think. Rangers are actually pretty popular among other players in my area and they get work done. That's pretty good. And if you're with Doom as well, um, it could be quite good, but um, I, I, I have found that snipers are like, unless you put a lot of resources into making them good, I have found that they're just not that great. Um, I would rather take a unit of Dire Avengers 99 times out of 100. Yeah. Uh, the, I have, Dire Avengers for me are good every single game. Always, they're amazing. And um, whereas Rangers are, are very hit or miss for me. Wah, wah, wah. All right. My arms are tired. Just flew in. CW dub, thanks for the sub. Uh, G RVD one of a kind. GW nerfs get a lot of negative feedback from angry people. Then why not buff more often? Uh, because I would imagine that they're looking at trying to maintain balance. And if something is except like way too good, trying to buff everything else is a way more complicated solution than bringing something back to a more moderate place. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're talking about changing every other unit. Instead of changing one unit. That, to me, that doesn't make sense. Arch. Uh, Tom Sawyer says, my arcs would love to face a whole army of rangers. Orcs would be like, oh, do you even want to play? Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> we can just go home. I can just go get you a squig beer because you stand no chance of winning this game. Arch. Uh, Damon Gaming says that he'd rather take his one death jester. You know, I've been seeing people take like five death gestures and stuff, and I'm like, why? You're like, what? I don't, I don't see it. I don't right. see it. They're okay. You guys must know something that I don't, but I just don't see it. Uh, Mimsy says rangers are nice to protect against the deep strike. Yeah, rangers yeah. are exceptional for that. Like, really, a, a great trick for Eldar players to take three units of rangers, deploy them. As, assuming your opponent doesn't also have infiltrators, in which case they can screw you on that. But you put them out in the middle to deny deep strike, 
uh, or I'm sorry, to, de to, de to deny infiltrate, and then you use the shimmering specters stratagem and pull them back, or like you said, deploy them out and deny your opponent anywhere to deep strike. That is a really, really tactically useful way to, to, to apply those guys. Yeah. Uh, let me see. The purpose they serve is targeting characters from a distance, says Geek Master Kane, protecting against a deep strike. They do take, they are good for board control. I agree with you uh, on that. And of course, yes, killing characters is quite obviously what uh, snipers are for. I just find they don't actually do it very often. No. RVD one of a kind is saying uh, not every unit, but maybe if they like nerf something, they buff up a couple units that weren't. Oh, at good. the same time. Yeah. The thing is, I don't like you. Don't just arbitrarily go. Okay, we're gonna nerf something, so I guess we have to buff three things. Right. I don't. Like, I understand what you're saying. I just don't know. That to me is definitely pandering. Yeah. Like when you make something better or worse, it should be because the game needs it, mm -hmm. not just for uh, controlling press. I mean, there's this thing back though. Like this shit always blows over. Like remember when uh, they in the book they were saying like you do modifiers before um, rerolls, and everyone well, people were like losing their minds. Like this is the most idiotic thing I've ever seen. Who talks about that anymore? You're like okay, I, yeah, I reroll ones and twos, but not threes. Mm -hmm. it's not hard yeah. all you have to do is play it like twice and you're like okay this makes sense yeah i mean you get used to it um and like a lot of the players that already play like uh commissars and stuff like that are like my list really isn't changing <laughs> yeah because there's ways around it so it's it really is not just people yeah. just overreact and then they have an internet connection and then it's of course the whole internet there's there's no personal interaction so they don't feel like there's consequences to saying whatever idiot thing pops into their head yep uh, Dawn the Magnificent, the salty banana needs to grow out a handlebar stash. I'm doing the handlebar stash. Good luck. Ugh. I do. I've done it before. You do it in a, uh, in a month. What were you going to say? It looks what? It looks, well, it looks okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finish that sentence, please. <laughs> Actually, at least we can grow mustaches. Um, That's right. Nobody likes a mustache, so. It's not true. All right. Really? Some people uh, do. Huh. Who? Who likes mustaches? At the gym, they're a certain type of guy. There is a You know what? There actually are stores where it's all about mustaches. Mm -hmm. So those trim them. Those people probably do. do. Uh, Trent Wolf is doing his due diligence and plugging the Renegade Open, so we will jump in and help. Yeah, it's November seventeenth through the nineteenth. They have over a hundred for a forty K GT. That's amazing. Killing it. Uh, they have an AOS GT, they're at twenty eight, so they're GT status, which is exciting. Uh, 350 people coming from all around the country wow. to the Renegade Open, and we will make it to the Renegade Open. Uh, um, I don't, I can't make it this year. I think Frankie was still checking his schedule. Um, just been too much traveling for me personally. Uh, I can't make it, but it, it's a great event, and we would, would definitely like to support that. Yep. Uh, one more, we'll jump in, and then we'll get out of here. Axis Venture, give us some Necromunda hype. Yeah. Hype. yeah. Hype it up, I mean, Necromunda. The videos they've been releasing are so awesome. Yeah. So. I'm excited. Uh, Arch Damon Gaming says, "I use my if I if I use my death chest, can can make you flee, almost better than a character kill. Oh, to make him flee, uh, that'd definitely be worthwhile." Yeah. All right, guys. Anyway, cool. thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed episode 568 of Signals from the Frontline. Sorry we were a little bit late, but uh, as always, tune in on Monday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. New Tyranids versus New Eldar it was a really fun game. Yep. Uh, had some big swings in it. Good time. Got to show off a bunch of stuff. And please come by uh, Saturday, November 4th. Join the FLG League. Check out the secondhand shop items. Pick up some goodies at a really good deal. Yep. And watch uh, Brandon's paint stream tonight, 5 yeah. p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I don't know what he's painting, but he will be painting and giving you guys tips uh, and tricks. Just the tips. Maybe mm -hmm. just tricks. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good one.